Standing for Justice Podcast with the King Comrade Don. And none other. Introduce yourself, please, sir. Yes, uh, my name is Guillermo Ali Red. And he is running for Manhattan Borough President. We're going to do a little interview with him on Standing for Justice Podcast. You're live with the King Comrade Don. We're live in Harlem, New York City, Washington Heights. Hold tight. Sheba Simpson, who is uh, running for New York City Council, District 9 in Central Harlem. And uh, I have been on the campaign trail with uh, Sheba Simpson. She's been on the podcast twice on my show, and she did excellent interviews and received rave reviews. You are running for the Manhattan Borough President job, and that's a big, big title and a big responsibility because Manhattan uh, has millions and millions upon people and people from all over the world, every nation in the world is in this city every day on the Apple, the Big Apple they call it, on this particular island, which is actually 23 miles in circumference, but it's bigger than it sounds. But millions and millions of people here. What do you intend to do for the black and brown, Hispanic, LGBT community and people in Washington Heights and in Harlem in general because you'll be the man at borough president of the entire uh, Borough. Well, the first thing, brother, and uh, what we're planning to do is, uh, based on my large experience as a community activist, I am the only one out of the seven candidates running for Manhattan president. I am the only one right now at this point with the experience based on services to the community, organizing the community, and putting together different plans in order to survive and to keep our city moving on. At this point, uh, one of the 
first thing we got to do is uh, fight for safety, safety and, and keeping our jobs and uh, throughout our small businesses. At this point, we have so many people in our community and uh, so many ethnic groups are here uh, suffering because they're losing the job due to so many small businesses going out of business. And at this point, any one of the elected officials that are in this position right now are doing anything in terms of saving our small businesses and jobs. So we are working very hard to save the American dream that our minority people that come from different uh, uh, third world country in the world uh, find a better way of life in the United States and specifically here in New York and in Manhattan uh, we have a large number of immigrants coming from all over the world that need to be united people that are looking for a real leader that can put together a plan to save all our families especially our elderly people youth that are, are killing themselves and uh, youth that are looking for a better future and no one is doing anything to save them and help them. People, young uh, teenagers and uh, young people graduating from colleges and when they come they just hang uh, a title, uh, a certificate in the wall but they spend four or six years to get a title, to get uh, graduated And when they come back from uh, me, a, a thousand adults uh, due to loans in order to finish the school. And then after that, they had to go to work in a gas station. They had to work in a McDonald's. They had to drive a taxi. They had to do a work that never needed to get a loan to learn that, that, that career. And uh, it's something that we had to fix. What's going on? Why are, are they participating and, and the crime and committing crime in the street is because they have a hate inside because no one is understanding them. We're not working with them. And uh, those elected officials that are in position right now are based just on politics. They are concentrated on killing each other between parties you know, in terms of being serving the community, that was the reason why our voters, our community, uh, uh, gave them the confidence to elect them and giving them the opportunity to be an elected official, but they're not doing what they're supposed to do. It is a time for change. It is a time to unify our community, to have a single, a common agenda that all together can put together and work for the best in our families and our communities. That was a whole lot to take, and we appreciate it. The Unified Black Caucus endorsed you for Manhattan Borough President. We also endorsed uh, Sheba Simpson. And uh, you have been invited as a special guest at the Unified Black Caucus uh, event on June 19th, which is actually Juneteenth at 144th and 145th Street in Harlem on the 145th Street side of that park. And you will be coming out as a special guest. You'll be allowed to speak and you will see the many hordes of people that come out. It is time to unify. That's why we're called the Unified Black Caucus and this is the Standing for Justice podcast because we unify and we stand for justice. 
it's been a divide and the divide between the uh, black and brown hispanic and african-american community is not a great divide no. it's small segments and all of us get along and we're all actually the same people but you have idiots uh, in the ingredients and so anytime you have ignorant idiots and ignorance as the ingredients in any ethnic background of people you're going to have little disagreements and spits and spats but what we have here is we have politicians uh that have been in harlem for decades upon decades entrenched into the political established machinery here and they're controlled by those in albany and those on the higher level in washington dc and the funds that are actually uh trickle down from the feds to the state level and then they're given to the precinct captains and district leaders those funds are not actually reaching the community in harlem where the children are oppressed where the community is oppressed these resources are being misappropriated by these uh political hacks uh these sellouts who have sold harlem out and they have multi-million dollar uh, uh dwellings right here in the heart of harlem that uh low-income uh, black people cannot afford low-income hispanic people could not afford and if you see uh hispanics or blacks living anywhere in harlem uh washington heights look at the dwelling that they're living in they're living in a building that was already built pre-war or post-war they're not living in these new buildings they're building because these are million dollar buildings and so the politicians that's been entrenched in harlem have sold harlem out and turned it into a luxury resort. Somebody mentioned to me some time ago that they used to come around from Europe and, and the tourists used to come in. They used to come on those big double-decker buses and they were scoping Harlem out then. And when we had the opportunity to actually buy Harlem up all the real estate, uh, uh, the numbers runners, the kingpins and so forth, we didn't, they didn't do it. I won't say we because I've never been out, but they didn't do it. And now uh, we've lost control of Harlem, but with uh, this brother here, Guillermo Ali Perez and with Sheba Simpson and many like them, once they get in office and we need them in office, then they can take back Harlem. Okay, take it back and they can make sure that the funds got these children have no places to go, rec centers closed and they use COVID as an excuse. But the police do not want the children to have a rec center. The police don't want them to have anywhere to go. The police don't want them to have entertainment because the police want them to be the narrative that they want them to be criminals, gangsters, so they have a reason or any, not a reason to kill them and lock them up and keep that prison industrial complex uh, going. What do you intend to do uh, for the youth uh, in um, Manhattan and Harlem and Washington Heights when you get in, will you, uh, set aside funds, uh, uh, petition city council for funds, open rec centers and have basketball tournaments and so forth, uh, bring back midnight basketball that they had uh, decades ago and they got rid of. It was a success until uh, one incident and then they closed it down. What do you intend to do for the youth in the entire Manhattan borough? Yes, my brother, and thank you for the question. Very important question. I think one of the main things, the main plate that we had on the table right now is our youth, our kids, you know, teenagers. And uh, if you, we look around our communities, wherever you move, you know, we're talking about downtown, midtown, uh, uptown hauling, and uh, you will see most of the programs that we used to have, sport programs, after school programs, 
uh, 90% of them had disappeared. And that is not just a casualty, it is a plan. And it is a plan to have our kids doing nothing in the corners, doing nothing in the street, you know, looking for something to learn, to practice, to entertain themselves. We have so many places in here that can be habitated, that can be uh, 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 reinstalled and, and, and opened uh, with some community program to have our kids learn in theater. They can learn uh, music. They can learn how to become uh, uh, video makers. They can learn a sport, practice. And we have so many volunteers, coaches, that has been there for life. But right now those programs disappear because they're not bringing, they're not funding our community in terms of programs for our kids, our youth. And that is one of the first things that I'm looking to bring to our community. Music school. So you can learn something. Not every kid was born to be a professional, to go in college. That is the, one of the main realities that we have to understand. Many of our kids that are deserting school, high school today, is because they were not born to be in the school sitting 10 years, 14 years, 16 years uh, at a, a school room learning something that they're not going to use for their life. We have to think about that. We have many of them that can be a professional electrician. Many of them that can be a that can be a tailor, that can, they can do a lot of things. So many of them are willing to have someone to say, baby, come with me and let's go over here. Let's have a conversation and you will see how they're thinking. And one of the main things that, 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 that hate they have inside, and you see them, you know, throwing garbage in the street, you see them breaking window, uh, uh, car windows, you see them doing things on the train station, inside train, is because they want someone to hear from them. They are, they are bringing, uh, you know, pro promoting some kind of attention from others ar around them because nobody's listening to them. Many of them are kids that have parents coming from uh, 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 international countries and they do not speak the language. Many of those kids are being uh, learning over here. They come here from uh, any third world country and start learning the language, but when they go back home, nobody understands what they're saying. Nobody listens to what they're looking for. The other thing, brother, is you just mentioned something very important, and it is about uh, 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 low-income, you know, apartments. That is just a that is just a poem. That is just a story that many of the politicians are using just to blame on people in our community. Those uh, buildings, the brand new building they're they building now, they said that it's going to be affordable housing. But what they call affordable housing is one studio. But when you look at one studio, and uh, in order for you to make an application, you have to show an income 
of $60,000 a year. That's right. You walk any street in my hand, any street in my hand, and I want you to count with your five fingers how many people you're going to find in that community, Holland, Washington Heights, uh, Marble Hill, wherever you move around, how many people you see in the street that are making $60,000 a year. But not only that, what family, I'm talking about black Latinos, you know, uh, 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 and any other race that are coming from the world country, when they marry, when they form a family, how many of them had only one kid? Very few. <laughs> Very few. Very few. Many of them had three, four, five kids. And they are building affordable housing, one bedroom apartment for a family that are formed by, for five people. And that is what they call affordable housing. We had to review this, and that is one of the challenges that we have as a new elected official that are pushing, that are fighting, that are struggling every day in order to be elected because we're coming from the base, we're coming from, from, from zero, working in our community, not like those elected officials, many of them, I would say 85% of them, how many of them can show you a history of community service before they run for office? No one. That is the main reason why many of them get in jail when they get elected, because that is the main reason how can they, you know, get money from that position, negotiate with multimillionaire, negotiate with, 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 with the corruption, negotiate with people that are against us. And that is something that we have to understand. We have to understand that, and we all suffering, brother. You walk in any building, Harlan, you walk through any building in Marble Hill, up Manhattan, Washington Heights, Inwood, and you go apartment 5B, for example. You have a Colombian family. 3D, you have a Haitian family. 1C, you have an Afro-American family. 3D, you have a Dominican family. You have a Chinese family. You have an Afro-American family, Puerto Rican we all are living in the same house. We all live together. So why we have to have any differences? I understand that there's a difference in between culture. But at the end of the day, we'll take the same train, we take the same bus, and we go to the same restaurant, the same laundry, the same barbershop in the neighborhood, so we live together. We believe that this unity between brown people, Latinos, and Afro-American, and any other race that understand what we just started, unifying our community as one community in order to have one agenda that will save our life and keep our elderly people in a safety way of life with good medical insurance that they that, that include including that we are struggling to have our elderly people whoever is retired you have any document any ID that show you are a retired person that means you build this economy years ago 
You spend hours in that grocery store, in that cleaner, in that meat market, in that uh, uh, barbershop, driving a taxi. That's not the rich people who come to do the kind of work that are us. So our elderly people are retired and they still have to pay transportation. 50% half price. What we're looking for is to submit a, 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 a uh, petition that we are going to fight for free transportation for our retired people, our elderly people. We don't want them to pay half. We want them to travel free throughout New York City instead of paying half of half. There are the simple things that nobody thinking about. Why the disappointment with the police department? Why we are having a, the, the, this situation with, with the crime instead of reducing, going down, they'll, they'll keep going up every day. We have to do something. And I know many of you that are home right now watching this interview, many of you have something to say about it. And you have a good idea. We are going to form block association. We have to go back to the 80s, to the 90s, where we used to meet in the school auditorium after school. Meeting at any university, any college in the community, uh, in our neighborhood, uh, using an auditorium or the church's auditorium to have a monthly meeting with the community, inviting all our neighbors, the police, the, the, the local prison chief and elected official all together to come to listen to the community and have a respond face to face to them and follow up in the note that we're taking and give them an answer in 30 days. Brother, we have a lot to do. Indeed, that was it much, but it's all truth. It's truth to power. Um, Sheba Simpson is uh, campaigning with you and She's endorsing you, and you have endorsed her, and the Unified Black Caucus have endorsed both of you. Uh, there is a sad uh, occurrence of small businesses, uh, small black businesses in Harlem that are being put out of business. Uh, they're being bought out, they're being forced out with all type of trickery and maneuvers. Uh, what are you going to do, I noticed yesterday you had an interview concerning uh, small merchants and business, uh, small businesses in Harlem and Manhattan overall, since you'll be the borough president, you have jurisdiction over the entire borough of Manhattan. Uh, what do you intend to do for small businesses that are being oppressed, suppressed, and repressed by those coming from other parts of, some even from other countries, to force them out and to build high-end retail uh, stores and high-end restaurants and high-end this and that up in Harlem where people can't, that live in Harlem, uh, black and brown, uh, low-income people, can't even afford to go in these stores and purchase anything. They can't afford to go in those restaurants and purchase anything. They're still going to Wendy's and McDonald's and Texas Fried and Church's Fried. But these uh, uh, elite restaurants and eateries you see around Harlem now, if you look in there, the clientele is not the people that live in the community. Mm -hmm. 
and they're coming from all over. But it has a clientele now, new clientele, and those are high income, middle income and upper class people that now live in these millionaire apartments uh, in Harlem. They are frequenting these eateries that we used to call the hood, the ghetto, that you wouldn't see these people. They are all over now. You can see them every night in restaurants sitting out and they're looking at us like we're out of place. But we're born and raised here. So what do you intend to do for small businesses? You're standing for justice podcast with the King Comrade Don. We're live with Mr. Guillermo Ali Perez, who's running for Manhattan Borough President. Also campaigning with Sheba Simpson, the Unified Black Caucus have endorsed both candidates and each candidate has endorsed each other. We asking uh, Mr. Ali Perez, what will he do for small businesses uh, in uh, Harlem, Washington Heights, Manhattan in general, in the uptown area? I won't call a name, but there is a uh, monstrosity uh, edifice is being built now on 145th Street, and that edifice and the person that's having it constructed is going to put a lot of small businesses out of business and they can't do anything about it to stop it, that project that's going on right now on 145th Street in Lenox and uh, 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 Avenue there. And it's going to be three buildings and it's going to be a museum to the person. But uh, they're going to be put out of business in, in like uh, Nana's uh, Soul Food Restaurant. All that's going to be it's coming down and they can't stop it. What do y'all intend to do about that? Well, the first thing is that our small businesses, our small businesses are disappearing to uh, provide uh, provide access in our community to large companies that are coming from other states and from other uh, countries, in, including. And uh, one of the things that we had to do is, uh, like yesterday, we 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 just uh, introduced a. Uh, Study. There was a survey conducted by the Small Businesses Congress here in, in New York City and uh, demonstrated that 96% of the small businesses will not keep going as a business if we do not stop that small business owners have to pay property taxes plus the rent in that small business. Today, most of the small businesses have to pay uh, between uh, five to 10% of the property taxes to the landlord. When you go to uh, Mercedes-Benz or you go to Toyota, Hyundai, whatever dealer to buy the car, you pay the taxes of your car because that is your car. You decided to buy the house across the your Washington Bridge in New Jersey. You pay the taxes of your property because that is your house. I don't have to pay your taxes. We pay taxes when you go to the cleaner, when you go to the train, when you go uh, at the supermarket, when you buy the gas, whatever you move, you pay taxes. And also you have to pay the taxes of the property that belongs to someone else. And that is one of the, of, the, of the issues that are killing our small businesses, paying a high rent uh, and they cannot afford it. And plus, 10 to 
$15,000 in top of the rent every year as a property taxes to the owner. It is one of the things that this project, this law has been and, 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 and in a box at City Hall. And sit, sitting in there for more than 10 years waiting to be submitted to to the audience in order to vote in the, the council to vote for this and approve that a small business owner have not they don't have to pay any more property taxes and that is just to make a call and submit it to the the the, the council in order to approve that they don't want to do that and the the the, the main the main author of that project uh, uh, against against our small businesses is GoBru, which is the actual uh, borough president right now, and uh, and uh, they're not working in order to approve it. But we are pushing for this. We have over five thousand uh, uh, small business owners, merchants that signed that survey. And we are going to proceed with a lawsuit if we have to in order to get this law approved to have our small businesses uh, in, in, uh, saved and keep going as a business. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. You're standing for justice podcast aired on Anchor and Spotify nationwide and worldwide. We are here on Broadway at the campaign offices of Mr. Gonero, Ali Perez, who's running for Manhattan Borough President. It's a big job, it's a big title, and it's a lot of responsibilities. And if anybody in the Washington Heights area can save uh, Harlem and Washington Heights on the largest scale of Manhattan, it is this gentleman here. And we are campaigning with him in the hope and have faith in claiming that he has already won the election. The election is June 22nd. If you are in Manhattan, you could vote in any district you're in for Manhattan Borough President. We want you to vote for Mr. McLaro Ali Perez as Manhattan Borough President. If you're in Harlem, in District 9, which is Central Harlem, we want you to vote for Sheba Simpson, who's running for District 9, New York City Council seat, Central Harlem. But for this gentleman, you could vote in any district in Manhattan because he's running for the borough president. So he can has an opportunity to get more votes than those that's running for city council seats because they have separate districts. He will run all the districts in his jurisdiction. So he could be voted on in any precinct voting booth on June 22nd. Make sure you do that. You're standing for justice with the King Conrad Don. We're live in the campaign office of Mr. Guerrero, Ali Perez. We're on Broadway in Washington Heights. It's beautiful. I always come through here. And I noticed that uh, Broadway, Broadway is a famous boulevard. Broadway is the only uh, boulevard that actually goes from New York City all the way upstate. And I know that for a fact because I've traveled it. And, but Broadway has a distinction that I haven't seen any other uh, street or avenue or boulevard in Harlem or Manhattan have. In this street, in the middle of the divide of the streets, uh, 
It has parks almost at every block. Parks, you know, when people sit out in the parks, play chess here, and do this, that, sell uh, stuff over there. And it's nice shade trees and all this and that. So we want you to reclaim this before they take it. If you go through these parks on Broadway in Washington Heights, all up and down Broadway, you will see there's very little violence. I've been coming over here for a while now and I haven't seen any violence uh, all the times I'm here. And the people are congregating, black, brown, Latino, uh, 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 whatever you want, uh, Jamaican, uh, West India, Creole, African. They are all getting along, all up and down this strip, playing chess, playing dominoes, vending, selling to each other. And they are holding their community together, but they are suffering, and they're suffering because of people like the Manhattan current Manhattan Borough President, Guy Brewer, and those that Sheba Simpson is trying to unseat, and some of those that are running in the same district that Sheba Simpson is running in are responsible for the sellout of Harlem real estate, of the Harlem community. I haven't seen anyone other than Sheba Simpson out all year, this year, thus far, all last year, in events, even while she's been sick and ill, out doing events and on the campaign trail. And I've been with her, so that's how I know she's been out, because I've been right there with her, even when I've been sick. And so Sheba Simpson has been given, 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 and never asked for nothing in return. But we're asking you on June 22nd to return the favor to Sheba Simpson and elect her the New York City Council seat, District 9, Central Harlem. She has earned your vote. She has earned your trust. She has earned your love because she has extended all of that to you. So has this gentleman here, Mr. Glomero Ali Perez. He is known all up and down Broadway, all in Washington Heights and in other parts of Harlem. We have never thus far, and I've investigated, and I'm a thorough investigator, we haven't had one negative word said about him. On the contrary, we've heard negative words about everybody that's running for the same office that he's running for. When you go to the booth on June 22nd, vote in any district in Manhattan, the borough of Manhattan, when you get to that ballot booth, elect and vote. Mr. Gobello Ali Perez, you can't miss him. He looks presidential. He should have the title of Manhattan Borough President. And after that, we hope to get him in Washington, D.C., in the White House, where we can have real presidents at, instead of the clowns we've been having thus far. That's not for the people. You're standing for justice with the King Comrade Don. Something important, brother. And I'm going to let him close the show out. My back is hurting. I'm tired. I almost fell out of this chair. And we have a good time. I've met this gentleman, and he's extended nothing uh, but love uh, from day one. And then when I had a schedule, and, and, and when I came back to see him, he said, God, I'm glad you're back. I was looking for you. I wanted to talk to you. And it brought me back up here to see him. And we've been connected at the hip uh, ever since. And we're campaigning. And he will be on June 19th. This gentleman 
and a host of other people that are listed in that flyer, special guests, sponsors, and so forth, will be with the Unified Black Caucus is presenting a big, huge event on Juneteenth at 144th and 145th Street, Lenox Avenue Park on the 144th Street side from 1 to 5 p.m. See the flyer. It's on social media. It's on every outlet you can name. It's on the group pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You name it, it's there. And this gentleman will be there giving back to the community, offering help and assistance. Whether he win, lose, or draw, he will still be uplifting this community. And we hope that you will come out and meet him, hear him out. He's going to give a speech. He's going to tell you what he could do for you as the Manhattan Borough President. You're live with the King, Comrade Don, standing for just so I podcast at 20 minutes on the downside of five o'clock we're gonna let him close the show out and have the last word but as i always close the podcast out with never surrender a positive existence to a negative vibe you already know what that means standing for justice podcast with the king comrade don close this out <laughs> last words you're my big brother and uh let me say this what he said about me he learned it from me because I said that about him. So he is my big brother. And uh, I am so glad just having the opportunity, this guy, to meet a man with the value and uh, the heart that he has uh, in order to support others and work, fight to have the unity in our community. Election start on the 12th. Due to the pandemic, uh, the government is trying to prevent long lines on the 22nd, and they are opening the election in our community, not at every places though, where you used to go and vote in the primary or general election, there will be some specific areas in your community where you can vo go and vote throughout the week of the 12th. You have the, the opportunity to go and vote uh, all day long. No lines at all. Just go in there and place your vote for your uh, preferred candidate in order to have a better community and a better city for all. Thank you for this opportunity, my brother. And uh, I am just part of your family. And you are part of my family. From now on, you're gonna see all together for the rest of their life, struggling, fighting, and defending with high values, our families and community. God bless you all. Thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you. We're not done yet. Uh, I'm going to explain uh, your live with the King Comrade Don Standing for Justice podcast. I'm going to explain to you in post. Stay tuned for Standing for Justice podcast. Other episodes, we're going to explain to you because of COVID-19, they're going to start voting early in certain districts, and it's going to be specific locations. We already know how they suppress the vote. So we're going to make sure that you, the listening audience, and all those in the community know exactly where to go and what date to start. It will start on June 12th. We're going to post that 
We're gonna give you all the locations and the information where you can start from the 12th all the way up to the 22nd, even absentee ballots to start this election process. So we're gonna start on the 12th at certain locations, which we will let you know. And then it will go all the way up until the 22nd. But they're not gonna tell everybody that because they have certain people that are puppets and they are the puppet masters. And so they don't want gentlemen like this king or queens like Sheba Simpson, no people like me uh, letting you know the secrets of where these places are going to be. But we're gonna make sure you know on the 12th. And you're live with the King Comrade Don, standing for Justice Podcast on Spotify and Anchor Worldwide. We're gonna close out the show, but I wanted you to hear something uh, before we go out. Let me see if I can get it to go there. We're gonna do the mold and see if we can take a mold. Let's see if we get it. Right. Disabilities who are abused okay. by the only specialty physician in their area. And that's another so area we didn't really address. Disability and disabled people. It's going to be addressed. And it's going to be addressed by people like the gentleman sitting right here, Mr. Ali Galero Perez, on election day. Make sure you go out starting in June 12th and vote him in the office. Standing for Justice podcast is aired on Anchor and Spotify. You can hit us up on the Unified Black Caucus blog page. You already know the sites, the outlets, and so forth. Don't hesitate to get out on the 12th. Out with because that's where we came from, and it is where we hope to go. Not in the material wealth itself, but in spirit and soul. Good night. You know, did you try your work? Stop it. You can stop it. Yeah, stop it. Right. Drop. Okay. So now what you gonna do? You gonna send it to me? Yeah.